shares my beliefs. I think the puppet on the left is more to my liking. Hey, wait a minute. There's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. Read my lips. Just send your cash. There has never been so many lies, so much deception. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Please clap. It's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison. Showtime! All right, good morning and welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 103.9 WYAB. Thanks for joining me. On Wednesdays, for the time that I was here, when I was full-time at the, here at the station, Wednesdays, the second hour, was always my hump day health segment. I'm looking to resuscitate that to some degree. Uh, so there may be some that pop up on WYEB, but I may add that to the podcast version of the show uh, as an extra. To be honest with you, you know, podcast does not reach as many people as over the air does. If you're trying to find the podcast ever, you can search for The Mike Madison Show. It's on most podcast platforms. And so I like the idea of doing health shows because I think they are so important. But when it comes to health, really when it comes to a lot of things, politics, uh, we we are not good at remembering things. And, and there's a platitude out there that is rolled out, particularly now around 9-11. Uh, the term is never forget. On every anniversary, we see this everywhere, never forget. Well, I guess that's good advice. The problem is most people don't know the, the real story of 9-11. If we actually knew it and didn't forget it, we might not be in the situation we're in right now. But I don't have time to get in that today. But there is a never forget that I want to focus on today health-wise. And so we will get to that uh, in just a few minutes here on this show. Uh, a couple of quotes of the day before we get into that. Russell Brand has been making a lot of waves. Conservatives are starting to kind of embrace Russell Brand. He's got some very interesting stuff out there. The guy's quite obviously a genius. He, d- he puts out 10-minute videos. That's about all I can take. It, it, it uses a lot of big words. <laughs> He's almost like a... Dennis Miller on speed or something, but he's a very intelligent guy. He's put out some great content over the past couple of years, particularly uh, during COVID. But this is a quote of the day from Russell Brand. Russell Brand said, quote, the thing that they fear most is people with different political perspectives coming together. The thing that they fear most is people with different political perspectives coming together. This has been a big point of my show for years and years. It's uh we're not, we're not well served with the division in this country. I sure as hell can't put a dent into it, but you know, he's exactly right. If we ever all came together, it'd be big trouble, big trouble for the oligarchs in this country and around the world. Samuel Adams said, quote, What a man has honestly acquired is absolutely his own, which he may freely give, but cannot be taken from him without his consent. Now, isn't that just a common sense quote? Basically, whatever a man has, he can give it away if he wants to, but it can't just be taken from him. What's very interesting about that quote is, this is one of our founding fathers, and quite obviously he was talking about the government itself when he was talking about this, but we make an exception for that, don't we? 
Of course, we wouldn't let our neighbor come into our house and just take some of our stuff. We wouldn't let the United Way or the Red Cross just come into our house and take money that they thought they needed for some kind of a charitable uh, purpose. We don't let our children. I I remember getting in trouble with this when I was a kid. My mom wasn't fond of me going through her purse and pulling out a couple of bucks before I went to a movie or or to the totesome. That's showing my age, isn't it? Uh, So we don't let our children steal from us. We don't let our neighbors steal from us. We don't let our friends steal from us. We don't let anybody steal from us, even the most charitable things out there. But we all seem to make this one exception, don't we? If the government, if the political class says they're coming to take some of your stuff, we roll over on our back like a well-behaved puppy. I don't think that's what the founders uh, intended. And this was interesting. This is a meme that is out there that I'll describe. It shows, it shows two flags, a Russian flag and an American flag. And underneath it is a list of the terms and how they're used in reference to uh, each different country. For instance, the first one is uh, under the Russian flag, uh, they would call Russian business people oligarchs. In the United States, they call them entrepreneurs. In Russia, they call it authoritarian. Here in the United States, we call it law and order. In Russia, they refer to the secret police. Here we have undercover cops. In Russia, they have something called crushing dissent. Here they call it riot control. In Russia, they have the gulags. In the United States, we just have prison labor. When Russia goes into another country, we call it Invasion. When the United States goes into a country, we call it intervention. In Russia, some, if a poor innocent civilian dies, in the, in the case of one of these invasions, they call it a war crime. But when the United States, we call it just collateral damage. And for Russia, anything that is, anything that is used to kill other people, it's called weapons of war. Here in the United States, we just call it Lethal aid. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite stunning. You can use those terms interchangeably when you hear them talking about the Russians and using all of these, these ominous terms with all of them. Understand, they've got a very rosy term uh, when it's used in the United States. Uh, I wanted to get into uh, the, the Never Forget segment, but I'll lead it off with this. Never forget, as I mentioned, is used a lot when it comes to 9-11. I'm not sure if that's the first time it was ever used. I'm not sure if that was a slogan around Pearl Harbor, too. Now, that even takes on a different context. If you study history and you've read about the fact that pretty darn good chance that FDR knew that they were coming to bomb Pearl Harbor. They had advanced knowledge of it. But by gosh, by golly, they wanted to get into World War II. The American people were just too stubborn too stubborn to allow them to get us committed to World War II. They needed a really big, shocking event to get us to declare war. Pearl Harbor fit the bill. So I'm not sure if they used used Never Forget when it came to Pearl Harbor, but they certainly used it around 9-11 just recently. And I'm not going to get into this really, really deep today. But just to keep everybody up to date a little bit, uh, court filings... A newly released court filing raises grave concerns about how the relationship between uh, Alex Station, 
A CIA unit set up to track al-Qaeda chief Osama bin Laden and his associates and two 9-11 hijackers leading up to the attacks, which was subject to a cover-up at the highest levels of the, anyone, anyone, the FBI. And actually, I'm, I'm looking at the story. It's quite dense. This was written by someone at the Gray Zone, Kit Clarenberg. I can share this story with you if you want, but it's just another one of these stories where, golly gee willikers, there was just a lot of confusion and a lot of CIA involvement along with Saudi intelligence that, I don't know, hired a couple of the hijackers. Isn't that weird? And even some of the good FBI agents that were out there, well, as good as you can be if you're part of the state police apparatus. Some of these people were investigating these things. Uh, all of these investigations were stopped during the summer of 2001. The CIA put the kibosh on some of them. The FBI put the kibosh on some of them. Uh, there was an operation called uh, Able Danger. They got some media in the years following 9-11, but in, this, in our attempt to never forget... <laughs> We forget a lot of these things, don't we? Able Danger was run by, uh, I think he was a colonel or a lieutenant colonel, uh, Anthony Schaefer. Basically, they were hot on the heels of some of these people that were doing uh, some uh, Muslims that were in this country doing some really suspicious things leading up to 9-11, and they were screaming about it to the higher-ups at the Pentagon and the FBI. And What happened? Nothing. Those operations were stopped. The people that were hot on the heels of the 9-11 hijackers were reassigned. Anyway, this story just goes into uh, more of the details uh, around this. I, I still believe it's a tad bit of a whitewash. It does a lot of linking of the Saudi Arabians and the, the Saudi intelligence service to the 9-11 hijackers. But it's, it's another thing that won't be covered by the mainstream media, won't be talked about, and certainly will not be remembered every time 9-11 rolls through. It's not a never forget, it's a never know. And it is, it's stunning the amount of things that Americans will never know, never know about the 9-11 attacks in the first place. I wanted to, I, I was about to stop and stop and go into the story, but really it is so long and so convoluted. The bottom line is... Uh, our intelligence agencies were knee-deep in what took place on 9-11. Some people may be legitimately uh, doing some good investigative work before seeing these suspicious things, but it was, not, it was not an act of God. It wasn't a mistake. It was our own government that stopped even the few people who stumbled upon what was going on in the, the summer, the spring of 2001, before the 9-11 attacks. Even the people that stumbled onto that or found uh, parts of these plots that were raising flags and trying to alert people, your own government, your own government stymied their investigations, fired them, reassigned them, moved them away, and we see what happened. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget who was behind 9-11. I'll be right back. I went home with a waitress The way I always do How was I to know You know, now that I'm down to just two hours a week, I'm, I'm kind of tempted because I've got to catch up to the news. So much happens between shows. 
And so I've been tempted to do something along the lines of, you know, really go through a bunch of news stories during the course of a show. Here's my problem. I get start talking about a, a topic. See, I want to get into 9-11 now. Like I'm in the mood to get into a 9-11 show. Because this is, I actually had a long conversation with a friend of mine, a lefty friend of mine that I, I have retained as a friend, even though we disagree on some things. Uh, we're very polite. We have interesting debates. But she had read a story, a, a book about the death of Marilyn Monroe and shock of all shocks. Turned out that um, there's a possibility that our, our government and intelligence agencies and the mob all kind of conspired to take out Marilyn Monroe because she found out that they were trying to blackmail uh, JFK and RFK by getting sex tapes of Marilyn with the two of them. And she was going to blow the whistle. Next thing you know, she's dead. There apparently was a reporter, and I can't remember her name now, but this reporter was kind of an independent reporter back in the day. I think she even had a radio show. She had broken some stories before and even did like some Hollywood type stuff. So she got on the Marilyn Monroe case and strangely enough, she, she also died of an overdose. And all of her friends said she'd never touched a drug in her life. But it was just interesting in talking to this friend and we started talking. I said, yeah, you understand. You understand the depravity, the depths that our government will go to. And once you wake up to that, that's why I think 9-11 is so important. It's why I know that Gulf of Tonkin, that's why I did a false flag Friday segment for six years. Because once it becomes ingrained, once you realize what they're capable of, then, then you don't need to wait till now to catch on. It, it doesn't just have to be the, the Russia hoax now. This stuff's been going on for decades and decades. And once you finally open your mind and admit to yourself something so ugly, which is that your government... Your government has been taken over by this nefarious, deep state, unelected bureaucracy that's running the show. If you, when you really stop and think about what they will do to retain their power, it changes you. <laughs> They've noticed that about this show. I've been changed. <laughs> so, But when it comes to Never Forget, let me go on here, because this is just another one of these things that we need the problem with. I, I think the real problem, and it's probably not uniquely American, we never hold anybody accountable for anything, do we? Even the biggest stories, most brazen crimes, something comes up and suddenly we're off on another topic. We never, I hate to quote Jen Pasaki here, we never circle back and hold anybody accountable. And so when it comes to never forget, uh, we're, we're going to focus back in on some COVID stuff because I kept running across stories in the past couple of weeks. And this is an ongoing crime, and to date, nobody has been held accountable. I don't know if this is going to get a, a head of steam in the end to where we actually, enough people are so dramatically affected. But really, if they were able to get away with shutting the country down, destroying tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of small businesses and just sent out a few $1,400 checks, a few PPP loans, and everybody sat down and shut up and let them get away with it? I say no. I say no. And there are people still operating today. Some of you are going to go see them sometime this week. Your family physician that was hoodwinked and, and lost their ever-loving mind and are probably still trying to push boosters and other dangerous products on you. Many of you right now are taking statins that you're... you're we cannot trust these people any longer. I'm all for the boycott of Bud Light. And we know what's going to happen to Fox News now that they got rid of Tucker. But we, 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 need, to, 
We need to take this wide. If you've got a physician whose job, who believes or the way they work their job is to give you a pill every time you complain about anything, they don't ever search for the cause of it, you need to boycott that physician. I don't care how long you've had them, and I don't care how nice they are. You can try to have a conversation with them, see if they'll wake up. It's probably not going to work. But what has gone on around COVID, and everybody's sick of talking about COVID. I, I, I got sick about talking about COVID, but that's how they get away with these things. And I haven't done a COVID show in a long time, but I'm telling you, these headlines just keep coming, keep coming. We are three years out on this thing now, and we're still seeing, I'm still seeing people in their masks. I was out of the state for quite a period of time. I came back on the way home. I'd been gone for a long time. I stopped by the grocery store to get some food. Masks everywhere all of a sudden. I don't know if y'all had some kind of an outbreak while I was gone. I've not heard anything about it. Still masking. Still a bunch of people in the grocery stores being abused by this, this ridiculous idea that masks make a difference. Masks that do as much for you when it comes to a virus as putting a piece of chain-link fence over your house to keep the water out when it rains. But this is an ongoing crime. And the problem is, is that we, we believe that our side, it was the other side. I, I've already seen it over the past couple of years. Yes, Biden is even worse than Donald Trump was on COVID. Do, Joe Biden was very bad on mandates. He just thinks he should, oh, just horrific. All of the people in his administration, absolutely horrific. But I'm here to tell you the Trump administration, and this is why I bring this up, you can't trust that in two years, four years, six years, eight years, electing one of these two parties, that you're going to get your freedom back. You've got to remember what they did and and stop them from doing it again. RFK Jr. did during his announcement speech. I'm going to play this because I... It's going to get more popular in a second. You'll be, I'll, I'll get you back on board with me in just a minute. But this was John F. Kennedy talking about COVID and the lockdowns during his, uh, his announcement speech for the presidency. And the coup de grace was a lockdown. The lockdown was the biggest shift in wealth in human history. And I'm going to tell you about that in a second. And I blame President Trump for the lockdown. Now, a lot of people will say... A lot of people say, and President Trump gets blamed for a lot of things that he didn't do, and he gets blamed for some things that he did do. But the worst thing that he did to this country, to our civil rights, to our economy, to the middle class in this country, was a lockdown. Now, President Trump, in fairness, let me just make this point, will tell people, well, the lockdown wasn't my idea. It was my bureaucrats rolled me on it. I was saying we shouldn't do it, but that's not a good enough excuse. Amen. He was the president of the United States. Now, the the audience reaction in this thing is pretty fascinating to me because Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a Democrat. And presumably these are the sane Democrats. So let's give them at least that. Maybe some of them were actually opposed to the lockdowns. But I got to tell you, it's a little bit of courage to go into a into a Democrat audience and talk about the disaster that was lockdowns because probably the vast majority of people, maybe even in this room, were for them at the time, even when Trump was ordering them. So it's the, the audience reaction is kind of interesting. It's kind of like a Bill Maher when he started calling out the wokesters. They didn't really know exactly how to react. Hey, and as Harry Truman said, the buck stops here. 
on May 2nd, 2020, 600 doctors wrote, signed a letter to President Trump begging him not to do, allow the lockdowns. Okay. Now, a lot of people will say, and, he, and he, you know, he's right. The one thing I do like uh, about RFK Jr. is that he, uh, he kind of calls it both ways. He said, look, Donald Trump is blamed for things he didn't do. He'll say that to a Democrat audience. They're the people that have been blaming Trump for everything from dirty water to whatever. Um, he will say that to them. So he's being very fair. But there's a lot of people that I hear and they'll say this. They'll say, well, Trump didn't call. Trump didn't lock anything down. Trump didn't mandate any vaccines. I wanted to, somebody. I think it was in response to this this speech of JFK, they posted this. I think it's worth listening to as you consider your choices for 2024. We did the right thing. We closed the country down. I could have kept it open. And I could have done what some countries are doing. I had to shut it down. We did the right thing. I thought of keeping it open. And we did just the right thing. We closed it down. And a group of very smart people walk in and say, sir, we have to close it. And we did the right thing. They can't yeah, you know who these very smart people are, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, the rest of the COVIDians. Can't do anything without the approval of the president of the United States. Even the Democrats aren't blaming me for that. We had to close it up. Some people wish we never closed it down. We did the right thing. We closed it. It's a decision for the president of the United States. So we did the right thing. We had to close it up. Because nobody's ever heard of closing down a country, let alone the United States of America. We had to turn off the airlines. We had to turn off everything. And... We did the right thing. A lot of people have thought about it. Write it out. Don't do anything. Just write it out and think of it as the flu. But it's not the flu. It's vicious. We basically shut down our country. But all, we did the right thing. We had to close it down. The president of the United States calls the shots. And we had to close it down. We did the right thing. They're not working in offices. They're not in airplanes together. And we did close up. We had to close it up. And we did the right thing. We closed it down. We did the right thing. We closed it up. We were told to got to shut it down. Stop it. Tell everyone to stay home because of this horrible virus. And we did that. We had to artificially close our country. We've done this right. And we, we really, we really have done this right. That so We did the right thing. Everything we did was right. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I got to tell you. See, I can't ignore that. I just can't. It's not popular. I wish I could. I wish I could. I like to be liked. I want people to love me. But I can't ignore that stuff. So first of all, they, they did that. And Donald Trump said, the president of the United States calls the shots. That's what he said. He's actually bragging about the fact that he shut down the United States of America and stripped us all, stripped us all of our freedoms to go to church, to go to work, to open our businesses, to send our children to school, to go to senior prom, to watch a football game. They stripped us of every single one of those rights. And his response during the campaign of 2020 was, we did exactly the right thing. I, I don't see what a lot of you see. I'll be right back. Well, it would have been, could have been worse than you would ever know. On the dashboard and melted, but we still have the radio. All right, we are back. This is the Mike Madison Show, 103.9 WYAB. We're doing a show. When I post this to a podcast form, it'll be titled Never Forget. 
because I'm getting headlines uh, that are still rippling in. The consequences of COVID, the lockdowns, the masks, the shots, every bit of it, it's still rolling in. It is still an ongoing crime and disaster. And I have not done this material. I know a lot of people want to talk about some of the sexy headlines here, but the thing is, we, we cannot forget this. We cannot forget this. And a lot of the stuff I'm going to read, uh, read here, some of the headlines that have come in, a lot of it's around this disastrous shot. And, I, and I'm going to play this because, like, you got choices to make in the next couple of years, don't you? Who you're going to support to lead this country? I prefer just about anybody who's announced a, a ham sandwich. Slap a cold ham sandwich down on the Resolute desk in the Oval Office. Let it mold over four years. I think we'll, we'll do better than anybody's name I've heard floated out there so far. That's pretty much the case for, for the last several decades. But anyway, we're making a lot of considerations uh, for going forward. So before I get to these stories of how this ongoing crime... Uh, has unfolded, particularly when it comes to the shots. I'm going to touch on the masks, too. New, new science in about the masks. Wait till you find out how long it takes to harm a child with a mask. Uh, I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but I, 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 can't not, I can't not recall these things. This is, uh, this is an interview from 2021. I, I believe 2021, 2022. Let me see. Uh, 2022. This was a year ago. One year ago. Do you reconsider your push for it? Or what's your view now on the vaccine in general? Well, I've taken it. I've had the booster. Many politicians, I watched a couple of politicians be interviewed. And one of the questions was, did you get the booster? Because they had the vaccine. And they, oh, they're answering it like, in other words, the answer is yes, but they don't want to say it. Because they're gutless. You've got to say it. Whether you had it or not, say it. Right. But the fact is that I think the vaccine has saved tens of millions of people throughout the world. Okay. Uh, I have had absolutely no side effects. I've had it like other people have had it. Nothing special. I've had it. Tens of millions of people around the world. Tens of millions of people saved by this shot. This was, uh, again, another interview just uh, 11 months ago on Piers Morgan. God. Are you job. glad that the vaccine program worked? I, I know that you I was surprised. I'll be honest. But I was pleasantly surprised that you came out and said that you'd not only been fully vaccinated, but you thought other people should yeah, be too. Yeah, well, we saved tens of millions of lives. Maybe this would have been the Spanish flu of 1917 had we not come up. And I got it done in nine months as opposed to they were projecting from five to 12 years. I got it done. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's how long it usually takes to study for long-term side effects. That's, that's not bureaucracy. That's watching people and observing them for 5 to 12 years to make sure that it has long-term safety. Done in nine months, so I'm very proud of it. You were great I'm against mandates, right. strongly against mandates, but I'm very proud of what we did. I saved worldwide tens of millions of lives. One last question. Do you accept that early on? I saved. That's the other thing, too. It's just a horrific character flaw to me that apparently other people find endearing or, or kind of funny. I saved tens of millions of lives, notwithstanding the fact that this thing has done nothing but cost lives. Uh, that's 11 months ago. He's never walked any of this back. Never walked any of this back. Um, but I, want, I wanted to get, I'll get to some of these stories 
as I said, if, you, if you're still with me, <laughs> if you're still with me, uh, maybe I'll get you back on my side here. And what's prompted me to do this show, this may have been the, one of the first ones I ran across. This is a story just recently in the Daily Mail. It's probably about, uh, it's from the 22nd of April. Exclusive, face masks may raise risk of stillbirths, testicular dysfunction, and cognitive decline due to buildup of carbon dioxide study warns. The uh, NIOSH, I believe this was done in Great Britain, uh, eight-hour threshold limit for safe CO2 concentrations is 0.5%. The researchers found that almost all of the studies exceeded that standard. Now listen to this. Mask wearing can expose children to dangerous levels of CO2 in just, anyone, anyone, three minutes. Mask wearing can expose children to dangerous levels of CO2 in just three minutes. We put children into these things for six to eight hours a day for five days a week, and some parents inflicted this disaster on their children when they went out into public for the rest of the day. Mask wearing can expose children to dangerous levels of CO2 in just three minutes. This is to gloss over. That one is what really enraged me, uh, not to mention the raising the risk for stillbirths, testicular dysfunction, and cognitive decline. So the research continues to come in on these things, and uh, this is almost like a public service if you are still wearing these masks, for the love of God. For the love of God, please take off these masks. They are harming you. They are not helping you in any way, shape, or form. There's this. There's a study done, uh, frontiersin.org. The physio-metabolic and clinical consequences of wearing face masks. They've done a study now, three years, three years after the fact, of your school principal, your school board, your teachers, your parents. You know, I went to the TAG office in Jackson, Mississippi. They're all still wearing masks. Eight hours a day, I guess, they're sitting back there. They're behind plexiglass, still wearing masks in Jackson as of just a few months ago. But get this. Long COVID is really mask-induced exhaustion syndrome. They've given it a name, M-I-E-S. So you've heard about the long COVID. It's one of the reasons they said, uh, well, even if you just get mild symptoms, you could get this long COVID. People are talking about long COVID. It can affect you for months. Turns out, long COVID is really mask-induced exhaustion syndrome, M-I-E-S. Uh, and I'm, t I'm telling you, we're just going to go through some of these other stories, too, in the remaining time that I have. Uh, this was another one. This is another thing that um, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk probably a lot during the course of uh, this year, until the Democrats do away with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., <laughs> they're going to get rid of him 
one way or another, and uh, hopefully not the way they got rid of the other Kennedys. But he's making uh, some some great statements in public, some very brave statements in public. And uh, this was one of them, uh, something that he said about um, remdesivir. And, and this was your medical establishment's answer to COVID, was essentially, go home, be sick, we're not going to do anything for you until you come back, and then we're going to put you on a ventilator and remdesivir. Uh, RFK is explaining exactly what a disaster that was. Check this out. You want to treat them at home. Give them the things that we know kill viral replication. Zinc and anything that enhances zinc, like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and a hundred other remedies that we now know dramatically reduce the spread of this disease. And what was our protocol? Our protocol was to do none of that. No treatment until you go to the hospital. Then your treatment are two things that are bound to kill you, ventilators and remdesivir. And Tony Fauci knew that remdesivir would kill you. He knew that because in 2019, he tried to put, use it for Ebola. 2019, he tried to use it for Ebola, and within five days of treatment, it gave lethal side effect to 54% of the people in the safety monitoring board ordered him to terminate the use of that drug. And he threw a phony, contrived, absolutely fraudulent study that he manipulated and orchestrated, got that drug made standard of care. It is homicide. Amen. And if you look, how does it kill people? Two ways, three ways. Kidney failure, heart failure, and all organ collapse. And what happened to the people who died in the pandemic? What were they dying of? Kidney failure. All the doctors said, you heard it again and again, we've never seen a virus that attacks the kidneys. Because it wasn't the virus. It was the remdesivir. It was the treatment. It was the treatment. So as I say, this, you know, to a lot of you, this is not new. I, I understand that. I'm kind of I'm rehashing a little bit. But these, these are current headlines. Um, but these things are, we can't forget these things. We cannot forget them. I'm going to take a quick break here and then come back with a few stories. And hell, it's, it's not even just humans. Even the animals have paid a price when it came to the COVID hysterics and their disaster response uh, to that disease. Never, ever forget what they did. And I'm just telling you, if your preferred hospital, medical group, or doctor participated in this and has never made a U-turn, look, I understand. They can be duped. They are brainwashed by big pharma when they are in medical school. Many of them wake up. The best ones wake up. If you've got an awake doctor, stick with them. <laughs> Cling to them like grim death. But if you do not have one of these doctors who has seen the light after this disaster of the COVID response, Hell, they should apologize to their patients through some kind of a mass email. Uh, if, if they haven't, I'm telling you, run for the hills. Because if they, are, if they still do not see this now, uh, you're not ever going to get good care from these people. I'll be right back. All right, final story for the day. Um, 
Well, I've got a couple of them. Let's see if I can get these in here. This, I ran across this woman. Her name is uh, Jessica Rojas. She was on Twitter. She's sharing another mother's story. Um, quote, before today, I literally laughed at anti-vaxxers, branding them idiots and uneducated, even selfish, which is why I feel compelled to share what happened today with you. This afternoon, my son, Theodore, went for his eight-week jabs. He was a fit, healthy, and incredibly happy baby. The first vaccination he was given was the rotavirus. Within five seconds of receiving this vaccine, drops on the tongue, he had stopped breathing. He had to, be, uh, he had to have oxygen, adrenaline, and CPR at the doctor's surgery. Once they got him stable enough to, uh, to be moved, he was then blue-lighted to a hospital, which is where we are currently staying. We're awaiting test results to confirm whether this was an allergic reaction to the vaccine or if he aspirated due to the drops on his tongue. Either way, nobody warned me this could even be a potential risk. Today is the worst day of my life. She goes on to say, before any other vaccinations, I will be thoroughly researching all possible risks. Please send all the best wishes you can muster to my darling boy. She, she finishes up with this, ex-vaxxers or anti-vaxxers, whatever you want to call someone who experienced vaccine injury firsthand or questioned the lack of basic safety testing. These people are always shamed, belittled, gaslighted, called a liar, laughed at until it happens to you or someone you love praying for this precious child. And Tom Woods shared this. Uh, Tom Woods, um, one of the people that was great on covid warned about particularly the lockdowns, but he, he relayed a story from The Telegraph in the UK. They had a story there called, uh, it was titled, uh, quote, Lockdown's cancer bomb may soon be worse than COVID itself, unquote. This is in the UK Telegraph. Professor uh, Carol Sikora, who has spent over 40 years in Britain's National Health Service, describes the situation as very, very grim, quote, I can honestly say that the situation is more depressing than it has ever been. I'm appalled by the spin and sheer refusal to accept how dire the situation is. Meaningless word salad created by highly paid PR managers is spouted out at the taxpayer's expense simply to protect reputations rather than benefit patients. He explains that dealing with stage 1 cancer is much easier to handle and absorbs far fewer resources than stage 3 and 4 cancers. But because of the lockdowns, the, quote, entire system is now clogged up with more advanced conditions, not just cancer, missed over the pandemic, leading to more delays and more suffering. The clogging, he adds, quote, is all a desperately predictable outcome to a pandemic response guided by opinion polling and incompetent modeling. The big unspoken truth in British politics is that an almost two-year-long lockdown experiment was the greatest policy mistake in my lifetime, unquote. And I don't know if this person understands, too. There's certainly a lot of doctors who are raising alarm, uh, alarm bells that these Operation Warp Speed jabs are accelerating and, and rejuvenating old cancers. That might be part of the problem that they're seeing there as well. But see, these things are still going. People are dying today in Great Britain, in the United States. They're dying today because of what they did uh, three years ago, two years ago even last year. And nobody's paying any attention to it. That's why I'm doing this uh, Never Forget segment here. And then this was just an interesting story. Mark Crispin Miller put out something on his, uh, his substack. Lions and tigers and bears and many other animals are, quote, dying suddenly in zoos worldwide. 
This is an entire story. Um, he's got all of the headlines along with pictures. And it's, you know, this, this gorilla, it says uh, this gorilla suddenly dies. Everybody's heartbroken at the zoo. This gorilla dies. And then underneath it's the headline where they decided to use the COVID vaccines on all the animals at the zoo. Some giraffe dies. Underneath that is a headline where at that zoo, they said they were going to start inoculating all of the animals against COVID. Even the animals were not safe from these freaks. I'm just telling you, the problem is we forget these things. There's never any accountability. And what does that mean to all of us, whether it comes to foreign policy or other crimes? It means they do it again. Never, ever, ever forget. Got to go. See you next time. Bye-bye. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now.